Hey there, lovers. Today, we are thrilled to share an excerpt from the wonderful true crime podcast, Women and Crime. Women in Crime is a true crime podcast as told by real criminologists. Dr. Amy Schlossberg and co-host Dr. Megan Sachs are both criminologists who have spent their entire careers studying and teaching about crime. Each episode, you'll hear a new female-focused case or topic deconstructed by experts. You'll hear the stories of these women paired with the science that tells you exactly where it all went wrong. Amy and Megan cover cases involving females as offenders and as victims, but more often than not, these two are one in the same. Woof, don't we know it. Yes. (laughs) They also highlight the heroines of our justice system, such as Kathleen Zellner and Barbara Ray Ventner, and interview subjects of really famous cases, including Amanda Knox, Denise Huskins, and even Lorena Bobbitt. We think you are all going to love this show. Please enjoy this excerpt from Women in Crime and go subscribe to them wherever you listen to podcasts. A husband's affair and subsequent lies would send his wife in a downward spiral that would have shocking consequences for everyone. This is the Janaire Gerardo story. Welcome to this sample from episode 102 of Women in Crime. For those of you new to the show, my name is Megan Sachs, and my co-host, Amy Schlossberg, and I are both criminologists who have spent our entire careers working in the criminal justice system. Each episode, we bring our audience a new female-focused case covering females as victims and as offenders. You'll hear the stories of these women, but as criminologists, we go one step further and explain the science and psychology behind why these crimes happen. Here is a sample of one of our most popular episodes. The Janaire Gerardo story. During the summer of 1986, Janaire met a man named Mark. He was 18 and Janaire just 16 years old. It was love at first sight for Mark, but the romance between the pair didn't begin until four years later and ultimately culminated in their marriage in 1993. They both worked in marketing and had good jobs. And Janaire's job was so good that in 2001, She supported Mark's decision to open his own marketing firm. Mark said that while they were very much in love, they had epic fights and Janaire had quite a temper. She always had a win, according to Mark, so he became the more passive one in the relationship. He described red flags early on in Janaire's behavior as well, including the fact that Janaire did not want Mark to see his friends. Janaire didn't have any friends and... She said that she was happy with it just being the two of them, and she didn't really understand why Mark would want to spend time with anyone other than her. She thought this is what marriage was about. Janaire was also close to being a hoarder. She had stacks of magazines, knickknacks, and other possessions that she would not part with. So every time Mark and Janaire moved, they had to pay for movers and inevitable storage to pay for these items to stay with them. Nonetheless, They had a lot of good times together, exploring bookshops, restaurants, coffee shops, doing outdoor activities, and doting on their dogs. They were in love. But Janaire lost a high-level marketing job several years later and had trouble rebounding. According to Mark, Janaire lost a lot of her identity, her pride, and her self-esteem when she lost that job. Much to the objection of his employees, 
Mark hired Janaire to work for him. But when a recession hit, Mark also had to give up his business. So the pair embarked on a new adventure and a new job in South Carolina in 2011. And while the marriage had been strained for some time, Mark said that the next six years were the happiest of his relationship. But then in 2017, the University of Delaware was hiring for a marketing position. And Mark said he thought this position was perfect for him. So he reached out to Meredith Chapman, who was in charge of hiring for the position, and she responded, inviting Mark to interview for the job. And when Mark got this job, he had no idea that it would change everything in his life. Mark moved to Delaware to begin his new position in November 2017, while Janaire stayed behind to finish leasing out their place and settle their affairs. The plan would put Mark in Delaware alone for approximately 45 days. Though Mark was initially apprehensive about working for someone so much younger than him, Meredith was just 32 and Mark in his late 40s, he said that after spending a few minutes in a room with Meredith, he understood exactly how she had achieved so much at a young age, and he felt inspired by her leadership. Meredith led the marketing team, she taught classes, gave inspirational talks, and she was even involved in politics. She was very accomplished. At first, just a professional crush, according to Mark, this quickly developed into a real-life crush. Meredith had invited Mark for a friendly drink, but on that very first meeting, Mark said he opened up to Meredith, finding her easy to talk to immediately. Mark said that he was confused because he loved Janair, but he was drawn to Meredith. He said that Meredith was positive and complimentary about the kind of person he was, whereas Janair had not been, and he really missed that. Mark said that on several occasions, Janaire put him down, referring to him in negative terms. And according to Mark, Janaire didn't think that Mark was a very good leader. Now, Meredith was also married at the time and had been so for about nine years. But Meredith told Mark that the last three years were only for appearances. She and her husband were both active in politics. And politically, the optics don't always look good for divorce. And Mark and Meredith began a whirlwind romance that escalated very quickly. They were meeting in secret and spending a lot of time together. They had each professed their love for one another, and they were making plans to leave their spouses, even though Mark said he still loved Janaire too. Mark saw the potential, though, for a life he hadn't known with Janaire. But Janaire was packing and getting ready for her move to Delaware because she knew nothing about this burgeoning relationship between her husband and Meredith. But when Janaire arrived, she could sense that Mark was distant and she instantly suspected another woman. Specifically, she asked Mark, it's Meredith, isn't it? To which Mark said no. He adamantly denied it, but Janaire knew better. Janaire took matters into her own hands. She began recording Mark unbeknownst to him, and the way she went about this was pretty shrewd. Janaire would sew recording devices into Mark's work jackets and then take them out and download the contents when he got home. She would then replace the device again so that Mark would wear the jacket with the device to work the next day. She was able to hear what was going on between Mark and Meredith and the intimate conversations they were having about how excited they were and how happy they could be together. She also put a tracker on Mark and Meredith's cars. She hired a company as well to clone his phone. Though Mark first denied it, on Valentine's Day, when Janaire confronted him with the evidence she had collected, Mark told Janaire that he was in love with Meredith, but he agreed to see a marriage counselor with Janaire. It became obvious quickly to Mark in counseling that he wanted a divorce. 
and he hoped that the counselor would help Janair make this transition as well. Though Janair was completely devastated and even threatened suicide, she began to accept the inevitable. And according to Mark, things were amicable while the pair moved to separate their lives. Mark believed Janair was planning towards her future, but he would come to find out that Janair had plans all right, and they had nothing to do with divorce. On a seemingly ordinary day, Meredith was headed home from her new job, and Mark and Janair had planned to meet for dinner that evening to continue their conversation about the logistics of their divorce. But when Mark got to the restaurant, Janair was not there. And instead, she sent a flurry of erratic text messages, ending with the following. You ruined my life. I hope you never find happiness. And finally, bye, Mark. But what happened next, nobody could have seen coming. To find out how the story ends, to hear our expert analysis, and to hear from Mark Gerardo himself, Listen to episode 102 of Women in Crime wherever you get your podcasts.